Welcome aboard to the SS ADM ship of fun, summer love. That's right. Control your voice more. Of summer fun love. It's 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 the nautical episode. Ra- yeah, uh, round two. Round two. We back in uh, I think it was episode number seventeen. I said I think, but then I just looked at a note, and then I'm like, oh wait, it was number seventeen. Well, that's good. You're not being too presumptive. We did the Garfield pirate megasode. Because we were away in Japan, and so we wanted to release some content for y'all, and that dropped while we were away. So you didn't miss a beat. So because we don't want anyone to miss a beat. Because so that's you, what you might t- think we stopped doing our show again, and then we'll lose everyone. <laughs> uh, again, we need to hold on and do a slow climb back <laughs> yes, up to very slow our normal listenership. Is listenership a word? Yeah, absolutely. We're on the listenership right now. It's the oh, it's the nautical episode. The, this is the listenership. Yeah. Um. So this is our our second nautical episode. We are currently on our do be a monster road trip. Right. What yes. Is, what when is you, that? When you hear this, that's where we're at. What is that anyway? What's the do be a monster road trip? Yeah. Well, we are going to go to all sorts of spots mm-hmm. that have monster myths and legends. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are these little kind of nowhere towns. And uh, we're going to go and see if anybody has a Bigfoot convenience store or mm-hmm. a, um, you know, a Mothman pizza shop or mm-hmm. a... Uh, Flatwoods. Uh, oh no, there's that witch, um, the witch cafe where you can hug and Molly, hug and Molly, you witch fingers. So we're just gonna go look for little, you know, little stuff and anybody that'll talk to us about uh, what's going on with their local monster legends. And you know, it's just it's amazing because we've been doing the Dubia Monster just a couple episodes, but when the pandemic started last uh, year, Ryan and I were were. Well, I know I personally was watching a lot of these really poorly done monster. Um, uh, documentaries yeah but it got us thinking like there's just so many of these things in america alone and let's tie a road trip together so we've so already been we so many cool places like the national parks and the big cities so now we get to see a lot of the backwoods we're getting, of we're getting into america. the to, to deliverance zone we're going yeah. deep into kentucky and alabama and louisiana and uh we're you know we're going to see the sights, the but, sights that no one else sees. Yeah, but don't worry about us because we're planning on blending right in. <laughs> yeah. Albert, no one's going to notice Albert. <laughs> Ryan pulled out a couple of my teeth, so I look really, I look good. <laughs> All right, first things first. Belated happy birthday to Big Raj, who threw a very nice pizza party last night. Yeah, Miss Rachel's Pantry, where yeah. he he's a, a the sous chef. Right. That's he might is. even be higher up than the sous chef now. Well, isn't... Well, Rachel's the main chef. Right. And isn't the second chef a sous chef? I don't know. I think it's safe to say Roger does not listen to this, so it doesn't matter. We can talk about it however right. we want. He's like... Um, he's basically a busboy. He's like the super sous chef. Super sous chef. Yeah, I think he's you know he's just getting big over there. I think sous is just... That's French for super anyway. Sous-y! Sous-y! We're going to be hearing a lot of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not microaggression. <laughs> And that's <laughs> no, uh, call in, please, please let us know all the call, things we're saying. Call in if we've been microaggressive <laughs> at all. Wow, the phone lines are lighting up. You got to put. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so thanks, Big Raj. Uh, the reason that I my voice sounds so bassy today is because I feel there's like a lot of pizza still weighing down my uh, vocal cords. Yeah, let's be Straight honest here. Belly. We're a little hungover today. And Car- uh, carb hangovers, <laughs> though. I don't a, think I drank that much. Oh, I had a whole. I drank a whole bottle of wine. Well, you were. Yeah, you were going to town. Well, I needed to finish that bottle. <laughs> yeah, you can't leave you can't that bottle. Leave, can't leave an open bottle. No, I mean I drank. Come on. And Roger made he made like twenty four vegan pizzas. Did he do that many? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Maybe it was twenty one. Wow, that's. I know a lot. it was at least twenty. And uh, one so, for every year. One for every year. <laughs> one for every third of a year. Yeah. And uh, wow, we ate a lot. Oof. Yeah. So, but listen, we're we're leaving for the trip tomorrow. And we have to do this today. Yeah, we do. So we're, we're, we're powering through. Yes, we are. Because so, we're professionals. Yes. And we professionale. And that's why you don't hear any buzzing in the mics right now. Oh because God, we, we actually had to switch rooms. We are in a new quote unquote studio. We went from <laughs> Ryan's dining room to, to Ryan's kitchen, which I got to say, I really am digging the natural well, the, light. It's there beautiful aren't, here. There aren't really windows in the other room. I mean, no. so it's yeah, so gloomy. I think this is going to be a pretty positive episode. Mm, positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, you also wanted to do a shout out to Bub. Bub, dude, Bub, thank you for all of the drop dead Fred pictures. And apparently Bub, uh, listened to episode 45 and sent us a uh, picture of him as Drop Dead Fred on Halloween. And then he let us know that he's actually been Drop Dead Fred for about six Halloweens. And that's incredible. He's like a bigger fan than I am, which is hard to believe. Oh, that so. is hard to believe. Yeah. So. He, Drop Dead Fred came up twice on uh, episode 45. Right. And uh, man, I did because um, the the post I made, I'd like look at all those different Drop Dead Fred pictures. And then I was looking up quotes and I. It's high time for a rewatch of Drop Dead Fred. Yes, I've not it seen is. it in many years. Yes, and it is. I was cracking up just reading the quotes from uh, from him. Yeah, uh, that that movie is. I feel like that really helped define me as a as a person growing up. Like it was some formidable years that I was that right. was sinking in. And, right, you know. <laughs> I kind of relate to Fred in a lot of ways. It's funny because it's like it's for adults. It's like it's an adult movie. It is because he says some some crass things. Oh yes, and um, oh man, it, it was panned when it came out. Like you know, critics were like, "We don't like oh, this." Really? But yeah, I think it became a cult classic pretty quickly. Yeah, well, people are idiots because it's very good. They are fucking idiots. Yeah, they are. Anyway, thanks um, for dressing up, Bob. Yeah, so. Um, as we mentioned, this is our second nautical megasode. Um, if you want to go back and listen to our first one, it's number 17. We did Cut of Your Jib, Spick and Span, The Bitter End, Three Sheets to the Wind. They're all idioms that are related to maritime culture and the sea. So we're going to do the same thing today. And uh, what I did while I was waiting for Albert to come over, I watched some of the uh, the Garfield Pirate episode which is the garfield's halloween, halloween adventure but they right? dress up like pirates yeah they dress up as pirates and they get on a ship and uh you probably know these quotes by them down because they're funny garfield says my boat's gone my candy's gone dead pirates are coming any minute <laughs> <laughs> you know you're standing on the dock and he says that wow i love it and uh earlier when he's talking to um john he says uh Halloween's my middle name, Gar Halloween Field. Yes, that is a great one. That is great. <laughs> it's like I, uh, perfect. I'm blanking on some quotes right now, but I'll tell you, I uh, watch that every. That was another one I watched as a kid all the time. Like you said, probably taped off of you know, yeah, just the 
off of TV. TV with the commercials still. But, um, you know, I, I mean, we're teachers now, and I actually like to show that every Halloween uh, at school. So the kids are always like, why is this so old looking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut up and eat your candy. <laughs> no candy allowed. Ugh, kids. They are. Kids these days. Oh, uh, yeah, and here, so something I've I've wondered about the Garfield, even though I've seen it about 50 times. Yeah. Uh, they have to borrow a robo Odeon Garfield to get to the island where the old man lives, and that's where the pirates come to find their treasure. Uh, that boat, at the end, uh, like almost at the very end of the show, you see that the name Carolyn mm. is written on the back of it. Yeah. With no... Nobody draws no any attention for to it. it. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I just imagine that it was maybe somebody who worked on the show or whatever. But if you know why the boat in uh, Garfield's Halloween special has the, the name Carolyn on it, please call in. We will talk about you. We will talk about you. About you in a There's, good way. I don't think anyone knows the answer to that. Well, you never know unless you put it out there. That's true. I'm sure the phones will be ringing in no time. All right, so we have uh, four nautical phrases for y'all. Yes, we do. And um, we're going to start... This This is one that I've um, attempted to bring to the show like three or four times. And there's just no meat on the bone, man. There's no meat on the bone. There's no meat on the bone. Right. Like there... I was... And the, the this idi- happens. The idiom, is, the idiom is high and dry. Mm-hmm. And that's a classic right there. Mm. Do you remember what high and dry means? High and dry is, uh, that's like when you're in a bad position, right? You're like, you left me high and dry. You like left me stranded. Stran- yeah, sure. With, without help, um, left alone to cope with a difficult situation. Oh, me more. Me more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because the more is dead, right? So I, uh, so this, this is this one is uh, associated with um, the sea, and it has to do with um, like a, a ship when it pulls into a dock or or gets close to the shore, and the tide goes out with high tide, ah, yes. and then the boat can get stranded yeah. on the sand, right? And it, it's high, high and, and then it starts to dry out. Sure. And that's probably not good for the boat. And it's, it can be bad for the boat. Although, and they do, sometimes they like retire ships for certain periods of time when yeah. they like need to like fix the, the hull and they they are out of the water for a that's time. That's true. So people, I guess it's, people put them up. But I think the problem is like, like getting it out of the Yeah, that, that seems like the worst part, yeah. Um, so, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so sometimes like the ships can get stuck there permanently, and so that's all there is to it. That's it, and so yeah, I, I was like in the past when I tried to do this the idiom, I was like, all right, well, I'll look up like famous incidents of boats being oh, left high and dry. Yeah, and I could not find any. Mom, <laughs> but I did find this one, and. It is. It's a. It's a. Don't be an idiom doozy. To be honest. Excellent. So there was this ship called the HMS Foudroyant. Yes. From 1798. Yes. And the captain was Admiral Nelson. You're kidding. Admiral Lord Nelson. The the wow. Nelson. Oh man, we are bringing it back to episode two. Can you tell? Don't be an idiot. Can you tell our listeners who that is? Yeah, he uh, commanded the Royal Navy. Right, mm-hmm. and he British. was Royal British Navy, and he was famous for having this 
well, one of the things he had wrong with him was a dead eye. And he had this quote about, uh, you know, I have only one eye and I, you know, can, must turn the other eye. It, he's where, he's where um, turn a blind eye mm-hmm. became popular. Right. And he was also a very decorated war hero, from what I remember. And he never wore an eye patch, even though the Admiral Nelson's rum guy does. That, that's right. He would never, the real one would never. I think he also had a dead arm, too. He yeah, did a lot because half seen of it, his body. I've looked at some paintings of him, and he doesn't have an eye patch. And I think he's got a little. His yeah. sleeve is is a, a safety pin to his yeah. fancy jacket. <laughs> yes. There. Yes. So he is the boss. So uh, that was one of our first idioms: turn a blind eye. And uh, anyway, this this ship was you know they weren't using it anymore, and they brought it to dock for repairs, and then. And in the, in the 1860s, and then in the 1890s, it was towed to Blackpool, and you could visit it for an, an entrance fee. Hmm. And uh, then a violent storm came by and sort of tipped it over, and it went ashore, and it just got really messed up, and no- nothing could be done to hmm. save it. So someone like sold i guess they sold it for like 200 pounds or something and some whoever had bought it was going to just (laughs) blow it up yeah essentially like take it apart (laughs) crazy and people were like you can't do that (laughs) and people freaked out and and they um someone tried to like salvage the wreck and stuff but a a lot of the wood ended up being sold and used at like to make cabinets and things like that and that way you could say like oh this cabinet was made from the wood of the uh Wow, and, uh, that's a nice little and also backstory people, to people went to take pictures of it. Oh, that's that scares me. High and dry, scary looking on the beach. So the big boat. How they do the? How they make those big old boats back then? Dude, I don't know. That's crazy. Making a boat, making yeah. a boat of any size, boggles my mind. Right, because all the you gotta cons- take into account all the buoyancy. It's yeah, too buoyant. It's like, how do you? How do you know? I don't know. Old science. New science, too. <laughs> Old science and new science. Tough, tough stuff. Too tough. And my other nautical um, phrase is shiver my timbers. Yes. Which... Now, I notice you've been yeah. saying shiver my timbers. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of us know it as shiver me timbers, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a story behind that? Well, shiver me timbers is... Um, it means shiver my timbers. Yeah. And the me comes from a sort of like British dialectical thing. Oh, yes. Like, oh, but, it, uh, you know, shiver me timbers. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of, and then, then like, you know, Popeye adopted it and yes. he just said, shiver me timbers. You know? Yeah, and sure. It's not super, I don't think they're worried yeah. about accuracy or anything. Yeah, languages, they just change so, all the so time. So, you know. Yeah, I got it. Okay. You've okay. heard about that. Okay, good. Well, I'm sure the audience was wondering, so. So do you, like, do you have a... a you want to pose a me timbers? yeah like as a definition wow um gosh i never really shiver me timbers it seems sort of like a like an exclamation sort of thing like oh look at that there's a whale eating the front half of the boat mm. shiver me timbers <laughs> someone's got to do something about yeah. that whale wait i'm the I'm captain. captain i have to do something <laughs> smee you do it smee <laughs> 
Uh, you're right. It's it's just a, an ex- ex- expressing annoyance or surprise. Okay, like wow. Yeah, so it's a form of mock oath, right? So it's like mock oath is uh we, we've we've discussed this before when you're like God damn it, like oh yeah, like, but or, a mock oath, or is, gosh darn it, sort it's, of it's thing. It's like a way of avoiding Avoid saying, saying you know, so, don't use God's name in vain, no, kind of pre- precious God. Yes. But he now we've already gone over this though. But he, if there is a God, he knows you're thinking about c- cussing, so you're you're in trouble either way. It, right. So right. it's all. So just we're all sin, going to sin, hell. sin, 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 sin. So uh, timbers. It's just just referring to the timber that's used on the the ship itself, right? That holds like the, up the sails. Oh, I was thinking like the planks of the of the of the deck, maybe. Um, but that's you know it's all timber. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it, I think it's specifically about the part that that holds the sails. It makes more sense. That would move more probably. And then in in violent storms, you right. know, like that could splinter. Shiver ha- has been a an English word. Like there's a, a form of it that means to splinter. Okay. And since the 14th century, sh- shiver has has also meant shiver that splinter. Okay, but it can also that makes mean sense. like shake. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it could it's, shake then splinter. Shake than splinter. Right. You could shiver, shiver. Shaken, not splintered. Shaken, not shivered. Shaken, not shivered. James Bond. <laughs> this is good stuff right here. <laughs> this is really, really good listenable stuff. <laughs> must be all this natural light. <laughs> flooding my brain. Um, apparently can also be used for uh, colds to the bone. Oh, oh shiver. Well, yeah, shiver. Sure. Timbers. Shivering. Yeah, it's cold. And I guess that's like a double metaphor where you, the timber is your bones. Right. And you're shivering, like shaking. Yeah, I get that. As opposed to splintering the the, the wood of the the sails. Right. So the the one issue with this is that it it is un- not true. <laughs> it's unknown whether or not this is a literary invention because it's it's in literature as far back as the 1700s. Okay, that's pretty far. Um and there are Ver, you know, there's various characters throughout, you know, the last few centuries of literature that use it quite often. But it's probable that the reason that um, it was included in literature in the first place is because sailors actually used it. What do you yeah. th- do? You think it's real? I, I, th- we're talking about it. It's real enough. That's real for me. That's what I like doing about this kind of stuff is that things, even if they don't, if they're not real at the beginning, they become real and accepted. And even if you debunk it, you're still going to use it. Yeah. So it is real. What is, what is reality? Right. And reality is bullshit oh, anyway. Oh my God. I'm blowing my mind. <laughs> you just blew your own mind. <laughs> well, someone's got to do it. I, I try. No, I know. I try to blow your mind every day. I know. I'm. I'm it's tough. It's tough um, for me. I do have a couple fun facts because yes. uh, Tom Waits is the heart of Saturday Night. Yes, that's There's what a I was great the song time. called "Shiver Me Timbers" on that. I think it's track four. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think. Um, naturally, "Shiver Me Timbers" and "Blow Me Down" are common phrases by Popeye. Oh yes, and. I thought you would like this. So there's a 1967 um, horror comedy film by, what's that son of a bitch's name? Roman Polanski. Okay. And um, Professor Abronsius uses this expression when observing the vampirized Yoine Shoggle climb up the outside of his own inn and enter the bedroom of his maid by means of the window. The name of this movie is The Fearless Vampire Killers. Oh yeah. Which is the isn't that a Shai Hulud album? Yeah, no, so they do they do a or song. Song, right? 
And I think it's a cover. Because oh. that, that was the... I remember Bill Heath gave me that like burn CD a long time ago. And they did Anesthesia yeah. by Bad Religion. And then they did, obviously, Linoleum by No Effects. And then the Fearless Vampire Killers. Or, yeah. It, that's on there, too. So it makes me think that they're, it's like a cover also. Or uh-huh. maybe... I, I, I'm not sure, though. Oh, we got to look that up. Dude, it's... Oh, and they also do... Damage Incorporated is that Metallica, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Dude, those those are like pretty much the four coolest covers I've ever heard. Shailu rules. Shailu knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, guys, uh, I don't know. Let's just try to slip Shiver Me Timbers like into casual conversation. Yeah. Um, this doesn't need to just be for the fictional pirates. It can be for us. It can be for yeah, and and you know, right? Because here's the thing: all our ex ex exclamations now yeah they're too short like oh wow yikes you know take a little time practice being excited now and then that way it jumps out when something actually happens rich diction people want to hear we need a rich diction up in here people want to hear interesting words sounds like somebody's i'd like to meet rich diction rich diction (laughs) (laughs) i'd I'd talk to that guy (laughs) he sounds like a dick yeah he does Right. It sounds like the ladies might like them. Um, so, so those are the. I, we know that this is an unusual episode. This is, we're not doing a normal episode. Is a megasode, right? With different rules, right? So, um, so that's that is uh, the way the cookie crumbles for my two nautical phrases. Albert, gonna, what you got I'm for me? Jump right into mine. So, uh, right, I would say by and large, you did a good job on that. By and large is a nautical phrase. I would have never thought. I really did not know that. Me neither. By and large? Yeah. By and large, does that that just means like, um, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. For the most That's part. That's what it means. Like on the whole, everything considered. Oh, okay. By and large. Yeah, yeah. So how is that nautical? Uh, okay. So it's very nautical, right? All right. Uh, so let's start with the large. If a sailor was to say that we have a large wind, that means that... It, the wind is blowing from behind the ship in a favorable position. You want large wind. That's good. Right. Okay. And it fills the sails up uh, yes, in it does. a big way. In a big way. And that's, they. you know what? Nobody said this specifically, but they did say they use the square sails for that part. And they are the bigger sails. Ah. In fact, that's all there was for a long time. Right, yeah. Uh, so, and for a long time, you could only sail if you had a large wind. In the direction that you wanted because you needed the wind at least somewhat going in your direction you yeah know? It's, it seems very it seems very <laughs> difficult to sail doesn't it, it? it does so <laughs> um but then they figured out a way to um sail against the wind so it the by part comes like this that it's from by the wind which means to face into the wind within six compass points, mm-hmm. like six degrees of the compass point or whatever. Yeah. So that's if you're like a, a by wind, all right? So you want the large, you usually don't want So that's the, the way that you can go against the wind in a sailboat. Yeah, so um, the way that they were able to do that, is, okay, well, so here's the deal. For to, to sail by and large, you had to have the ability to um, use the square sails like normal but then also they they made these triangular sails that would redirect the wind that's blowing against you Mm -hmm. and then with the proper use of that and the rudder you could actually sail into the wind which seems impossible don't you think does feels impossible yeah the 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 the, uh rectangle i'm sorry the triangular 
sails end up working like like airplane wings they basically say sure. to direct the wind uh so that's kind of it so to say that you can sail by and large means that you can get where you're going um no matter what even if yeah like if to, the wind's whether going the wind's against be, you with you or going, against you yeah, yeah so oh. by and large we got to the cayman islands <laughs> the cayman islands the cayman islands where we drink a bottle of rum <laughs> two bottles of rum uh so that's pretty much it I thought what which, which was kind of interesting was this. Uh, we had gone to Cape Cod for our for our mini uh, monster road trip. Yeah, that was, was our test, test run. Test run, and uh, we went to a place. I believe it was called the Windjammer. Yeah, Didn't yeah, you yeah. Know a place called the Windjammer. That was a really right? cool little. It felt like you were in a ship. Kinda. Yeah, it kind of yeah. felt like you were in a ship. It's all yeah. like wood inside. Yeah, and they had mugs of clam chowder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mugs of clam chowder. Yeah, which was you know not a bowl. Right. So um, also nobody there knew anything about the monsters. So mm, uh, <laughs> so um, we're going to be getting a lot of that over the next two weeks. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I, that's, I can't even imagine. But I thought uh, something worth mentioning was that Cuddy Sark uh, was actually... Blended scotch. Yes. But so that that scotch, they used... Um, there, there was a, a, a ship called Cuddy Sark. And it was like an important ship. I thought it was huh. like maybe a type of ship. like yeah. the Cuddy, But it's not. It's one ship. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a British clipper that was built in Scotland in 1869. She was one of the last tea clippers. She would go to China to get tea. She did that only for a little while, but then started going to Australia for the wool trade. And she held the the record, the speed record to and from uh, Australia for 10 years, but then they started really making steamships a lot. So Cuddy Sark was one of the last great uh, you know, wind jammers that would need to know how to sail by and large. Oh. It's kind of fun. I yeah, thought. that is yeah. fun little, uh, oh, it's a fun fact. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much it. I have that. a Cuddy Sark pin that I should start wearing. Cuddy Sark's great. Thank you. And uh, I think I think it's good. my mom and dad always had a bottle above the the. Uh, I mean, it's fridge like and I don't think anyone drank it. It's like J and B. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, but I just never buy it. Yeah. Maybe we should get some on the trip. Okay. We'll have a little bit. All right. For the listeners. We'll drink it for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, everyone. All right. The next one I was pretty excited about uh, is called... Um, it's called... <laughs> this idiom is... There you go. Slush fund. Slush fund. Which I would have never thought had anything to do with nautical stuff. Slushy. That's wet. Yeah. I, I, I get... I can see now, but it actually doesn't have to do with the slush of the water. Slush fund. You know, I'm even having, I'm kind of struggling remembering what the definition is. Yeah, see, I feel like slush fund's always one of those things that I didn't, I was like, I get what it means, but I don't really. Is a slush fund like when you have money put aside for an emergency? Yeah, well, so yes, it's money, it's money put aside, right? Yeah. But then it kind of started getting this negative connotation because it was used, slush funds have been used a lot for um, like illicit purposes, like bribery especially in mm. politics a lot of times you hear slush fun yeah and i never realized that that's what it was it was like almost now it's always a bad thing yeah okay right yeah but um it wasn't always paying off prostitutes or yeah yeah or buying or really buying prostitutes big prostitutes you know hats hats <laughs> really big like illegal hats too big like made of an extinct species skin. yeah yeah like a uh what's a something that's dead 
Do- like a dodo, like a dodo bird, bird hat. hat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can see so, that. Uh, so that's where it comes from. Uh, the in the 17th century, the term slush was invented, which just meant half melted snow, and that's where we get the you know, like slushies and mm-hmm. uh, all those kind of things from, right? A century later, it took on an alternative meaning, which you could use slush or slosh, which was the fat or grease obtained from meat uh, that's with boiled aboard a ship. So, you know, like, oh, you yeah, boil the meat yeah. and then the leftover stuff. You yeah. Know, like that, le- that was And your, they, they would like jar that up and keep it? They would call that the slush or the slosh. All right. So this fat and stuff, you, yeah. you might think like, well, who cares? Yeah. Right. Well, they could take that when they would go to port and then they could sell it and have yeah. extra money. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you, I mean, like, what, what was it used for, the fat? You know. Was that, like, using, like, lanterns or for cooking or. Oh, why did people buy it? Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> Should have looked that one up. Yeah, lighthouses. Lighthouse. Because they would use, like, yeah, like, fat and they stuff. They use, like, right? whale oil up whale there, right? Oil, blubber, That's cool. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but maybe they were, maybe it was some blubber. I don't know. All I know is this. It could be sold. Mm. And then the sailors would like have this extra money. And funnily enough, like there was like stuff about how like they they used it to buy like books and stuff. I thought they would use it to buy alcohol, and I'm sure they did. Well, the books you can buy DVDs. So no, no. so uh, you also need reading material on the book. On the book, oh, Jesus! On the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it, dude. I, you know, I. Wait, no, that's not pretty much it. Hold on. <laughs> then, <laughs> uh, so slush fund then ended up becoming n- money that was put aside for the use of whatever you needed, right? Yeah. And that's that's innocent enough. Books, right? Yeah, yeah. In the 19th century is when it sort of turned into this like, like figurative it's money use. for this usually improper oh. stuff, you know? It's not mm. usually using like the slush fund to help like, you know, save the orphans or anything like that. Okay. Right. Wow. Unless they're prostitute orphans. You got to save them. Yeah. Sex, Pro- sex workers. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't. Anyway. So, uh, so then it changes. I have one little fun fact about Flush Fund. In 1998, the Simpsons had a, an episode called Lard of the Dance, which is where Good. Uh, Bart and Homer go around... Uh, taking grease you know like people do that for those cars that run on yeah, grease yeah. and stuff like that but they realize they can sell the grease so they go around and they're they're collecting grease to sell From diners and things yeah and but then they try to steal um groundskeeper willie's got a like a oh, stock of yeah, I could grease see that. and you know he gets all oiled up and always rips his shirt off and like fighting <laughs> so, so that's like a big thing but uh-huh. he doesn't call it his slush fund he calls it his, calls it his retirement grease <laughs> That's with his retirement grease. Retirement grease. Yeah, so I thought that was a nice way to. All right, so next time you think about using the word slush fun, say retirement grease. Yeah, retirement yeah. grease is fun. We can owe that all to the Simpsons. Yeah. The Simpsons are always coming to, coming in, coming they got, out. They of, are uh, relevant as hell. Relevant as hell. Relevant as hell. All right. So th- that's a... That's a wrap? That's a wrap. Wow. Well, listen, thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, we know that this was not it was an atypical episode but we we wanted to we still wanted to give you a little something um while we're on the road investigating monsters yeah and then next when you come back next time that's going to be a dubia monster episode yes. which we haven't done in in a 
uh, like five five episodes, I think. Right, because we've been churning out those idioms, baby. Yeah, it's been good to be on the idiom train, though. It has been. It's it's our train. It's been a wild it's our ride. Main train. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we go, I do feel like I just have to say one thing. Oh. On the last time we were doing this, uh, the nautical thing, yeah. we were saying lasagna, lasagna a lot. So I just want to get one in there. <laughs> Ice cold lasagna. Ice cold lasagna. That's a good. That's a good one. I do like thinking of pirates yearning for lasagna. <laughs> yeah, right. What's on the menu for today? Is it ice cold lasagna? <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Maybe that should be the title of the episode. I love it. The Ice Cold Lasagna Megasode. I love it. That's good. So we should go get some lasagna right now. I'm going to fill up this belly. Raj, we're coming. Big old belly time. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, we hope that you guys are enjoying your summer so far. And until next time, don't, don't be, be an, an idiom. idiom. Dar lasagna.